Welcome back to Sports Talk with Sebastian. We have some special guests here in Los of the Angeles today. Um, we're here to talk about multiple different topics today. Uh, we're back. So uh, first I want to introduce, uh, my name is Sebastian and I am here with... Uh, the Maven. And... Uh, Yo-Yo Da. Okay, and... Uh, the smart one. The smart one. Okay. Wow. Wow. On the nose. Did he say yo yo da? Yo yo da. Yeah, because I am. My words are with the precision of a cellist, and yet I'm a da, so it's yo yo da. So please refer to me as. You can call me YYD. YYD. Okay. All right. Interesting. So we got the acronym. All right. YY. <laughs> why? Just asking you, like, why? Why do you think yeah, that? Why? Why is because everything <laughs> I say has the precision of a calming sound of music, where you're just sitting and you hear what I say. All right, we're gonna get started, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> so uh, the first topic we have today uh, is definitely uh, an interesting topic. You know, as you guys know, I'm a Seahawks fan. Uh, Russell Wilson was recently traded to the Broncos, exchanged for Drew Locke and some draft picks. Um, I think it was a great trade. Other people disagree. But the Seahawks are playing in Seattle at home. Can you tell me who um, it was a good I, at, trade? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> All right. It is a good trade because they, got a, they did not have a first-round pick. So they got a first-round pick. They drafted Charles Cross, who is going to be a Hall of Famer. That's all I have to say. Anyway, so, so moving, <laughs> moving on from that, um, <laughs> moving on from that, we have uh, – Charles Cross. Week one. Week one. Barkley? Week one. No, the Seahawks are actually going to win championships. Uh, so week one. Week, week one. Week one, we got uh, Seattle versus um, Denver in Seattle. So it's going to be Russell Wilson, homecoming. Uh, and it's going to be a great game. And I, I'm just wondering what each of you guys not only preach for the game, but who is going to have the better record this year, Seahawks or Broncos? Well, that's easy. The Broncos will win the game, and Broncos will have a much better record. Okay. Well, I mean, honestly, are we really wasting time on our podcast talking about two eight and nine teams? I mean, goodness. I mean, honestly, this is like, who's going to be more mediocre? I mean, what do you like more, vanilla or tapioca? So you don't think the Seahawks are going to be bad? So you don't think the Seahawks are going to be bad? I mean, wow. Do you like... Do you like still water or sparkling water better? I mean, is that literally still water? Anyway, I okay. Look, the Broncos are no good, and the Seahawks are no good. Next, all right. What about you? Um, I think that the Broncos are gonna win Week One against the Seahawks, and but the Seahawks are gonna have a better record. Interesting take. Okay, from the Seahawks fan. All right. So who's gonna who's gonna start for the quarterback for the Seahawks? I'm saying I. You know I think the Seahawks have too many good quarterbacks because the th- yeah that that's my take on it because right, well, I. Who's gonna start? Hold Gino on. Davis. G- Gino Smith. All right. Gino Smith started. Gino Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Why? 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 Don't you know your facts? All right. Because because I I'm saying Gino Gino Smith. Okay. Gino Smith. Played in multiple games last year. He played very well. Then we got Drew Locke. He was amazing at Missouri. Okay, he's got an incredible arm. He has one of the highest ceilings out of any quarterback, young quarterback right now in the NFL, in my opinion. I think the Seahawks have too many quarterbacks. They don't know who to choose, Gino or Drew. I think they're both good. All right, so who's and start? so 
I well, I think it's going to be Drew Locke, and I think that it should be Drew Locke, even though I love Geno Smith. He's a great backup. Or they could even do a two-quarterback system, but I think it would be Drew Locke. And, um, and then for my take on the game, I know in this season, I know I often, you know, as a Seahawks fan, can be biased, and I often pick the Seahawks, and that's what a lot of people expect me to do. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick the Seahawks. Um, I think that they are the more well-rounded team for the year. Um, the Seahawks never... You know, go, the only time they were terrible is when Russell Wilson gave up on them, but now there's no more Russ in the locker room. And you know they're going to win in Seattle because they know Russell Wilson front and back. He's, he's going he's gonna to be doomed. He's already fallen off. He's already fallen off. That, 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 you know, and what we're going to see in a couple years from this trade is Charles Cross is going to be great, and that trade is going to set the foundation for the new Seahawks team. Meanwhile, Russell Wilson in five years is going to be out of the NFL. Third, five years. In five years, Pete Carroll is going to be six feet under. I mean, good news. That's a that's a lifetime in this business. All right. Well, look, you used to be high on Russell Wilson, so now all of a sudden, uh, fact check that. Fact check I'd that. I'd rather have Gino Toretta and Gino Oriama. Listen, well, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. All right, we don't because because Rus- things change, right? Russell Westbrook, a couple years, you know, another Russell. A couple years ago, it'd be like, oh, he's one of the best players. He's the MVP. But things change quickly. Now he's terrible. Now he might be out of the league in a couple years. So I'm saying I used to be high on Russell Wilson, yes. But last year he was so bad, I don't see anything going on. He's like Gino Russell Westbrook. I said Drew Locke. Drew Locke. And yes, because he's young. He's young. He's not. Russell Wilson's 85 years old. Okay. I mean, he does. Not to be mistaken with Andrew Locke. Like Drew Locke and Andrew Locke, two different quarterbacks yeah Andrew Luck is terrible that's the difference look I think Drew Luck has a chance if he becomes the starter although truthfully I do think that Geno Smith does have a chance at being the starter I think they're gonna have to reshape their entire offense though and the entire offense was built around Russell Wilson false false okay well, then if it wasn't built around Russell Wilson, maybe that's why they're so terrible. But, but, I, but here's the thing. I can throw to, to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Okay, I could throw to them. I've seen you throw. <laughs> that is besides the point. When you leave here, i got to replace a bunch of light bulbs. That, that is, all right, that is besides the point. I had to fill the pool back up with water. But my point is DK Metcalf can catch that, him and his huge frame. What do you think, Charlotte? The smart one, yeah. The smart one. Um, I think I agree with my dad. Yep, yep. There yeah. you go. And <laughs> YYM. <laughs> All right. Uh, next topic. I, I have an interesting topic here. Uh, Hold on a minute. Before we move on, do either the Broncos or the Seahawks make the playoffs? Um, I think the Seahawks, I'm not, I can't tell you if they're going to make the playoffs, but I will say that they make the NFC Championship within three years. Okay, but that wasn't the question. But that's, I'm making it. I'm asking you a very from simple this year. question. <laughs> Do the Broncos or the Seahawks make the playoffs? No. no. I, no? Here's, I'm saying that they don't no. not make the playoffs. So they do make the <laughs> No, no, that's not what I said. I the, the Broncos. This, have, this, is, this is crazy. The Broncos play in a relatively tough division, and they're gonna have to play. You know. All right, so it, you say no? Oh, oh okay. I have my predictions. Listen, my my full NFL predictions will not come out until August. But I will. But I will say. But I will say. But I will say. I have a very clear prediction of what's gonna happen in the Broncos season. I will tell you right now. They are going to start off hot. They're gonna start off 
like seven and two. Only only one of the losses to the Seahawks. Then what's gonna happen is they're going to lose every game and they're going to finish eight and nine and they're gonna lose they're not gonna make the playoffs. That is what's going to happen. I've watched Russell Wilson for years. People are gonna be calling Russell Wilson the MVP at week ten and he's he's not even gonna make the Pro Bowl. That, right, yes. So you say the Broncos aren't going to make the playoffs. Are the Seahawks going to make the playoffs? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? And then we're going to have to move on. Uh, uh, yes. Okay, yes. yes. I think they will. Uh, Charlotte, uh, Broncos make the playoffs? Uh, no. Uh, no. Do Seattle make the playoffs? Yes. No. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, YYM's not going to answer that question. <laughs> okay. It's too All right. worth my breath. Um, moving on to... Uh, Another topic. Uh, I'm gonna list off some Hall of Famers. We got, we got. Um, I believe. Hall of Famers. Or no, some some future Hall of Famers possibly, and we got uh four NFL players and then one extra baseball player. Just give me a speed round. I just want to know what you guys think sure. each of these should be in the Hall of Fame. So first of all, we got one we were talking about the other day, which is recently retired. Question mark. Philip Rivers. What do you think? In. Philip Rivers, not in. Yes, in. So why don't you think he's? Why do you think he's not in? Because personally, I think he is. I think he is. He's never won a Super Bowl. Never went to a Super Bowl. So I get that. But you put up a lot of numbers. But Super Bowl's a team sport. And and the Hall of Fame is different now. It's like people who should be in aren't in, and people who aren't in should be in. But no. But I'm saying what Philip Rivers is well liked. I in in respect. Well, no. This hold on. This isn't like what what do you think he will? This is this is do you think he should? I'm not saying because then they're just guessing about the Hall of Fame. But I'm asking do you think he should be in? No. no. So you change. So you're changing your answer. You're well, saying I don't that. think he, I. I thought I think he will get in. I don't think he should be. Well, because, because just because the championships. Well, I think quarterbacks have to lead teams to wins, and he, he, you know, he's got similar numbers probably to like Big Ben, but Big Ben's got a couple Super Bowls, and you gotta you gotta be able to do that. So in my view, winning is 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 necessary but not sufficient. In other words, just because you win a Super Bowl doesn't mean you get in the, in, in the right, thing, right. obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, but what I'm getting at what, is that quarterbacks can put up so many big numbers in garbage time that what that does is it favors mediocre quarterbacks who play for teams that aren't successful. Tony Romo, Dak Prescott, these guys throw up huge numbers but don't win. Yeah, but did you watch Philip Rivers? I mean, the guy's not a he's not he's not a uh, he's not a garbage time merchant. He's an incredible competitor. He did great things. I personally think he should be in the Hall of Fame. And also, I'm for expanding the Hall. I'm for expanding the Hall. So now you predicted what I was going to say, which is the flip side of that. Eli Manning, way worse statistics, but he wins. He's won two Super Bowls. So, so do you think that Eli Manning should be in the Hall of Fame? No. I say yes. What do you think, Eli? No. All right, so why don't you think Eli Manning should be in the Hall of Fame? Giants quarterback, won two Super Bowls. Um, because he's just not very good. Not very good. He has a history, but he just doesn't stand out. He, he doesn't stand and that's fair. That's fair. But all right, what, what now you said but no. Eli Manning was in both Super Bowls, one catch away at the end of the game from it being – Oh, and two in Super Bowl. But he won, though. I got it. But, the team but he won, though. The team won. But he won, though. The, the, so hold on, because the, the, no, no, but you can't do this. Because when, when Philip Rivers doesn't win a Super Bowl, it's an individual thing. But when Eli Manning does win a Super Bowl, it's, it's oh, it's a team thing. 
So what is it? Team or individual? He won. It's both. And also, he made those throws. It's not like the defense got an interception on, like, Tom Brady. Okay, he I, actually I think, won. I don't even think Eli Manning's stats hold up. So, But it, my point is, if you care about winning, you can't have it both ways. Oh, I care about winning, but then I'm not going to play. necessary, but not sufficient. Right. And he's going with that. He's saying... It's not sufficient. He's saying he won two Super Bowls, but that's not sufficient. That's why he won one. I don't. All right, but 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 Eli Manning made the throws. He made he made the Tyree throw. He made the the Manningham was a much better. So that's one of the best throws in NFL history. Is that if you're a quarterback and you've led two teams to the Super Bowl on a big stage like New York against the Patriots against Tom Brady and. You've had longevity like he has. Mm-hmm. Because longevity matters in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Eli Manning, yeah. I agree, isn't one of the most talented quarterbacks to take the field, but he belongs in the Hall because he led on a big stage two Super Bowl winning teams. I say he's in. Could not have said it better myself. That's why I'm Yeah. Why I am? It's like while I was talking about that, it almost was like music. Mm. This is my whole. This is why I am Yo Yo Da. It's like so beautiful. All right, moving on on the subjects. Moving on to another player. We have a former Seahawk and current unemployed um, person, uh, Earl Thomas. Um, He's an interesting one. He was the centerpiece to (laughs) the Legion of Boom, arguably the greatest defense of all time. And he, uh, he basically, his career is really interesting. And the reason I bring him up, the reason I picked him as someone to talk about is because he was on track to be an easy first ballot Hall of Famer. However, his career has been overshadowed by personal things. Like, he flipped off the Seahawks sideline as he got carted off. Then he got in this big, he, like, he, his girlfriend pulled a gun out on him, and it was a big situation. And then he got, he, apparently he was the most hated player in the Ravens locker room, got kicked off that team, got stiff-armed on national television, and a lot of this stuff has happened, and now he has more legal stuff. Do you think that keeps him out of the Hall of Fame, even though, like, because really what I'm asking is, do you think personal life and that kind of thing, and teammates and how you are as a teammate, that should uh, overshadow? your stats and being a part of the greatest defense of all time uh i don't know enough about earl thomas's stats i know he's obviously a very good football player mm-hmm. went to university of texas but i think i think a number yeah. of uh players who are disliked uh perceived as not good uh guys in the locker room have gotten into the hall of fame recently um mm-hmm. so i don't think that that's will end up being a factor i think they'll you know look at uh um Oh, God, I'm drawing a blank on uh, the wide receiver for the 49ers. The press hated him. What's his name? Uh, and he just got into the Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. Okay. All right. So, uh, I mean, I honestly think you have to be a dominant player of your time. So, these guys like Jerry Rice, if that's who you're talking about, even Lawrence Taylor, a lot of problems off the field, huge problems, but a dominant player in his time. Lawrence Taylor dominated the defense. Earl Thomas didn't dominate the defense. My opinion, good player, good defense, not dominant. I know you're not, you're not. Okay. I do. And I'm going to say that I do think your personal life should be a tiebreaker. If you're on the fence, he's on the fence tiebreaker. He's out. I, well, what I'm saying is you shouldn't be called yo-yo dad. You should be called no-no dad because that is completely no everything you just said. Um, I, and then lastly, what do you think about Earl Thomas? Seahawks legend, but do you think personal life should overshadow when it comes to Hall of Fame? Yeah, I think his past will definitely affect his Hall of Fame future. Yeah. Because 
it's it's a team sport and you should always try your best but i think it will definitely affect Right, and I personally, you know, I really don't like him, even though he was a Seahawks legend. I don't think you should flip off the sideline. He's done so much for you as you get carted off. And I also think, you know, I mean, he's just not a good guy. Um, But at the same time, like, it talks and statistics talk and him being the leader. And he was dominant on the defense. I mean, I I disagree with that. I watched him for several years. I think he was dominant. So I'm about to move on, but I just I wanted to make that point. And uh, the last... The last NFL player that I want to bring up is someone that we have also talked about before. I don't know if you guys can guess who I'm going with here, but it is going to be Matthew Stafford. Uh, So recently won a Super Bowl um, and, you know, kind of an interesting career. Uh, I believe he was drafted in 2009, 2010. Um, And so what do you think? Well, again, I'm going to go with – so the beauty about YYM is that I'm consistent. I apply the same exact standards to every single player no matter what we talking about. And what we talking about All right, Stephen A. Smith. is consistency. <laughs> we got to – We're Stephen talking about consistency. Now, he's a winner. Nobody's going to argue with that. He's a winner for a loser, and that's the Detroit Lions. And he got out of the Lions, and now he's got a chance to be a winner, and he wins the Super Bowl, and he brings it home to the fans of Los Angeles. Of course he's, a, of course he's in the hall. Stephen A. Smith with some very strong takes there. What do you think? I think he's a Hall of Famer. I always liked Matthew Stafford. I always thought he was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL on a uh, terrible franchise. And, you know, the minute he left the, Fran- the Lions, he won. I think he could win with other teams, too. But, you know, the Lions, no. Impossible. All right. What does the smart one think? Um, I think that he's definitely a Hall of Famer because he came to the Rams and he made them a much better team. And, yeah. So, but look at it. Jim Goff. Uh, one and done in the playoffs. So I'm torn. Same team. I'm torn. I'm torn. That's that is okay. I'm torn on this one because I hate the Los Angeles Rams, and I don't think McVay had to do it at all with their Super Bowl win. I don't think any player had to do with it at all. I think that they just won by sheer luck. But but <laughs> let me finish. Okay, but I do feel like okay. I do feel like. You know, at the same time, if you're going to put Stafford in, you got to put Wilson in. They basically have the same career, okay? They both won one Super Bowl, and they both, you know, were they're both the same age. And wait I, a minute. D- totally <laughs> different. Wait a minute. Hold on. Listen. Let's look at Matthew This Stafford's is my career. opinion. Matthew Stafford put up big numbers for a terrible team. And as I said, okay, you know what? Not good enough. Not good enough. He put up t- good, big numbers for a terrible team. And I think that's not good enough. But then he gets traded... And he's the missing link and takes a team not only to the Super Bowl, but wins the Super Bowl. That's not – and so, look, look you've got to take your hat off to a guy. And, and look at the two Hall of Famers that left the Lions early in their careers because they're on the Lions. Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. Both – Still in the prime of their careers, Stafford was able to get out of there. That's a well. That that is that. While that is a good point, he was never able to win it with the Lions, and so you can't really say, "Oh, look at his success story," because he just kind of lingered there for a while, missed the playoffs most of the years, and then he never won a playoff game there. He hold on, he never won a playoff game there, and then he left. So you can't. But but you were just talking about you. That's what I said. You was traded, so I so he's not in the hall. He's not absolutely not in the hall. No chance. But then he gets traded to a team that... So one Super Bowl puts him in the hall? No. Well, no. 
What I'm saying is, is his numbers with Detroit incredibly impressive, but not a winner. But now, you, but you just hold said, hold on a minute, and then he becomes the link. Without Matthew Stafford, the Rams do not win the Super Bowl. Period. And All right. I, I'm just gonna put a punctuation mark. On period. That. And wouldn't you know, the guy he replaced, yeah, the worst quarterback in NFL history, but, but, but was successful with the Rams, uh-huh. goes to Detroit. Not so good. He was not successful with the Rams. He's good, good one year. Good one year. He had a good. Well, when McVay came, he had at least he had two years that were. McVay almost already coached the NFL. That's a discussion for another time. Um, but, but you know, I would. I'll give him credit. The Bucks don't win the Super Bowl without Tom Brady. Period. The Rams don't win the Super Bowl yes. without Matthew Stafford. And when you have transformational players like that with a long body of work behind them with big numbers, they're in the hall. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, and then uh, lastly, the last hall, uh, player, future Hall of Famer I want to talk about uh, is a baseball player. And we've had discussion many times. I feel very strongly about this one. It is CC Sabathia, recently retired in 2000 of the 19. And, uh, and, I, and I think, listen. All right, he's one of three lefties to only have three thousand to have to have three thousand strikeouts, which he did. He has over two hundred and fifty wins, um, so he has that, and he's also won a World Series. Uh, he was a dominant pitcher for the New York Yankees for several years. He succeeded on multiple teams with the Brewers. He went on a legendary run, pitching on three days rest every week. Uh, he's an incredible player. There's no reason to keep him out. So for me, it's a definite yes. I don't know about you. I don't personally really care. Baseball is... Uh, All right, next one. Uh, we got... I mean, look, CC Sabathia, I'm going to go, is fine with me. I mean, the thing is I like about CC Sabathia is he reminds me of William Taft. He's the William Taft of baseball. He got in the bath and he couldn't get out. I mean, <laughs> fine. I like a 300-pound pitcher. He's better, as Stephen A. Smith said. What about his personal? As Stephen A. Smith said, he's the male version of Oprah, better when he's thick. That's what and I and I you know what couldn't have said it better. You know what? I'm fine with CC getting in. I think Andy Pettit though should get in. I agree. Okay. I agree. Put Andy Pettit in, put in CC and let's move on. Is David yeah. Cohn in the Hall of Fame? No. He's not. And he's, you know. That's unfortunate. You have any comment on it? Smart one? Uh no comment. No comment. All right. Moving on from the Hall of Fame. Uh I have a surprise question you guys not cuz you guys knew about some of the questions here. Uh, but this is a surprise question. Is Saquon Barkley a bust? Well, how would you say anything other? He had, he had a above-average rookie year, but he also got the ball every play. Eli Manning would drop back. The pressure would come on. He'd dump it off to him. So it was either run Saquon or dump the ball to Saquon. So he put up big numbers. So he's carrying but, the team. But okay. he's done nothing since then. It's a bust. If you're, if you're a first-run draft pick and you have one good season, bust. One good season in like four years, and one of the years he was out the whole year. So it's kind of well, you gotta stay healthy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that's right. Saquon Barkley is a fine player if he's in the game. A fine player if he's in the game. If he had been a second round, mid second round draft pick, he's a fine player when he's in the game. But he's not transformational, and he's hurt all the time. So if it, so, is he a first-round draft bust? 100% If the Giants yes. had that draft pick all over again, yes. offensive lineman. 100% yes, he's a bust. Giants running back Saquon Barkley, is he a bust? Drafted number two overall in 2018. Mm, yeah, I think he is. Because he, he's definitely one of the better players on the team, but... He needs some more work. 
Definitely. Well said. Yeah, I mean, well, I'd have to disagree with you guys. I cannot call him a bust right now. All right, Saquon Barkley, you guys, you guys, he was, he was, and then he got injured the whole year. But that's besides the point. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, you cannot say a player is a bust at this point in his career unless something like, unless he's like Malik McDowell, who like, you know, got arrested like a month after he was drafted. Unless that happens, you cannot call a player a bust at this point. He has only played like two full years, okay? And one of the years was great. And I think, listen, it's going to be this year. This year, if Saquon is terrible, I will concede. But you need to rewatch his college tape. The guy is one of the best college running back. I, maybe the best college player I've ever seen. But hold on. I am saying the potential is there, and you can tell he's injured, and he's not the same player. He's not the same guy. Yes. Remember what I said. Saquon Barkley is a fine player. But that's it. He's a fine player. He's just fine. He's I'm saying, fine. I'm saying, you cannot judge him at this point in his career, and that's my opinion. I want to wrap up with one final topic. Well, I, I, I have something else after this. So. Oh, go ahead, please. Because I, I have right. a wrap up question. All right. Um, another my final topic that I had is, uh, which sport has the best playoffs? Uh, you know, and I'm talking about like American sports. So like, you're talking about baseball, football, hockey. Uh, you know, um, yeah, basketball, any it. sport, which sport has the best playoffs? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's football for me. You know, anything where it's sudden death, one game, winner takes all, this is it, let's get it on, the game's going to be over in a couple hours, that's exciting to me. Like, it's like, that's why I like the NFL, any given Sunday. It's not, uh, okay, best of seven. That doesn't work for me. It's, this is it. Everyone has got a week to get ready, and let's make it happen. And I like that. Let's get it. Let's okay. it. All right. Totally agree. Wow. I disagree so the much. The NFL is all about you got a week to prepare. You got a w- big buildup. Trying to figure out what the offense, what the defense, how to call the situation. You got a week to get healthy. What's the weather going to be? You got the 12th man. How are you going to deal with that? Super exciting build-up. It's all about putting it all on the line for one game, laying it out. No question. I'm not even sure why you asked that question. I, I so disagree, but what do you think, Smart One? I agree with both of them, too. What am I saying with? Everyone, they, they work very hard. They put, they're all into this into one game because it's sudden death. And they're, they, they're hard workers. They work very hard. I like it. I, all right, so hold on, because I'm going to get on my soapbox straight. I, I have something very important to say, okay? All right, so I'm going to go over each sport. With the NFL, or, you know, I'll, I'll start with basketball. Way too long. I like it. I like the intensity. Just way too long. Also, basketball is, like, boring now. It's just way too long. They let every team in, okay, in the last, like, months, and at that point, no one cares about it. Okay, done. Not basketball, right? Um, when it comes to hockey, very close. I'd maybe put, I'd probably put hockey number two. I mean, but the problem is, is just people, not enough people to talk about or watch hockey. But the actual sport itself and the intensity and the crowd and 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 the game, just the watching of it is amazing. And I, I love the Stanley Cup playoff and everything like that. That's great. And then with the NFL, I think, I think it's one of the worst ones. Um, and the reason is. And I'll explain it in a second. And it doesn't have what the other sport that I'm about to talk about has, um, which is, in my opinion, and I think it is fa- factual, the best playoffs by far is baseball. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Okay? Because even people who don't like baseball say this. Okay? <laughs> it 
dominates the sport the, the month of October, which is a very popular month. Like when you when it comes to like uh you know like there's football, college football, all stuff going on. Very popular month. Basketball starting. It dominates October. Whoa, 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 it is whoa, whoa. it is one month. Hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. I'm gonna take that point first. I mean, you and I had a made a wager last year on the playoff baseball game. All right. No, I'm not talking about this. Football game, which it was higher rated. It was. Hold on, because that was that was a Sunday night football game with the Cowboys. I mean, that's always going to have high ratings. And I'm not talking. I'm just saying in terms of what people think, it dominates. First of all, it is designed beautifully. Okay, with the NBA, it's too long. You said the seven game series is too much, but it's it's one exactly one month. It's exactly one month. It is great. I think it has the just the right amount of teams. It works very well, and the intensity is so high. Playoff baseball games are unmatched okay, in intensity. And no, 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 because and you're you want to talk about you want to talk about baseball wild card games. I mean, are you kidding me? A one game wild card? Yeah, last October, Yankees Red Sox one game decides the season. I mean, it's just 1978. I mean, it's incredible. It is absolutely incredible, and it, uh, it dominates. No one because no one. Real quick, no one is saying, "Oh man, January like that's that." Ja- Hold on, no one is saying that. Oh, that's that January magic. Everyone's talking about the October magic because October. I'm just making my point because I have more facts to present. Okay, I have more facts to present. I'm not suggesting that baseball should be sudden death because with pitchers, obviously it can't just be one game. But four out of seven, four out of seven, four out of seven. It's like, oh my god! It's not month. It's not. It's not. Hold on, hold on. Okay, three out of the first. What you like about it, I dislike about it. Which is the intensity. I like the intensity, the crowds, the stakes. I like because they also the other thing is you play in a hundred and six. You you play yes in the playoffs there. You play a one hundred and sixty two game season. And there's so much more on the line. You play this whole season. There's so much on the line. And then also also the first round is one game elimination. The second round is three out of five. And then the last it's only two. First round is not it's not a round. All right, all right. But I'm saying the only the only two the only two uh. Playoff so series. Like, who has the better pitcher? The only two playoff that series game? that are best out of seven are the are the semifinal and the World Series. That's it. Right. Or that's right. it. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, two out of the three series are four out of seven. It's three. Out but of by five, that point, four it's seven, four teams. Four and all I'm and that's fine. We can have a disagreement. But all I'm saying is that. In, you have you can't. That's what I was making the point. You can't do a one and done in baseball because of the pitcher factor. But what I'm getting at is that four out of seven, four out of seven after 162 games. Why do you is think just they put boring. someone on second and, 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 so and to start the extra innings? Because Rob Manfred hates baseball. So All right. Let me, let me just say one thing. This is lower. Also, the stakes are not. How are the stakes lower? Explain. I will, I Explain. Will, you lose a game you have tomorrow. But it's 162. Uh, yeah. The stakes for the playoffs are right. way higher I'm than the summarize for you. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing a best of seven and Callan's like, hey, you want to go out for dinner tonight? And it's like game one, game two. I'm like, yeah, let's go out for dinner. No worries. But if it's one game, sorry, sweetheart, doing dinner another night. What about game seven, though? What about game five, game six? What about those games? If there, were seven, if there was a game seven all the time, I only need to watch game seven. But there's elimination games, though. There's elimination game games, though. I'm not interested. I'm not as good as sport. All right. And also, it's the better full matchup of the teams. All right. All right. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, then, all right. Now, let's wrap it up. You, 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 you said you had a topic. Final controversial topic, which we've discussed before, but I want on tape. Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds should be in the hall, shouldn't be in the hall. This is, this is the easiest topic. All right. I'll, let's, let's start. 
well, well, I have mixed feelings about this because I'm not into uh, cheaters, but, but, but I think everyone was cheating at that time. You know, I think the batters were taking steroids, the pitchers were taking steroids, um, and um, their records, their records. So, you know, I don't. I think it, I'm a bit of a more of a purist for baseball, and I like baseball for that. But if everyone's cheating. Level playing field. And so I slightly disagree. So but your conclusion is? I think they should be in. All right. Now, but, I have a follow-up. If okay. you think they should Yes, be, I was going to ask this. Should Mark McGuire yes. and Raphael Palmeiro? I was going to ask got, that. It's got to be a level playing field. And sure. So, so yes. Sure. So you say, yeah. wow. See, I disagree with that, but we're, we're going to move on. All right, here you go. Well, again, look, Barry Bonds and uh, Roger Clemens are, are generational superstars, even before the steroid era. Uh, when they were skinny and not on steroids, they were dominant players. Of course they need to be in. Now, why can't we in America judge people based on an entire story and tell their entire story? Warts and all, like they used to say back in the old days. So what I'm getting at is that you can say in the hall, hey, listen, they played during the steroid era. So their numbers have to be looked at with caution. Look, Ty Cobb had a lot of personal problems. So look at his situation in context. So, yes, they should be in. Now, should A-Rod be in? Mark McGuire, yes, A-Rod should be in for the same reason. The guy was an amazing player before steroids. He used steroids to pad his numbers and prolong his career. Mark McGuire, honestly, was not a good player until the steroid era. Jose Canseco was not a good player until the steroid era. Rafael Primero, actually, I think is in a little bit in the middle. But I don't. I would say no to Mark McGuire. I would say no to Sammy Sosa. Mm-hmm. I would say yes to uh, Roger Clemens and yes to Barry Bonds. And yes to A-Rod? I'll, and yes to A-Rod. But I'll tell you the difference between Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire to me. Mark McGuire was a good baseball player yeah, good. over a long period of time. Agreed. Sammy Sosa was fair. for a year and a half. Okay, fair. And, and so, yes, was it exciting that summer with McGuire and Sosa? Yeah, but you don't get in the Hall of Fame because you had an exciting summer or Brady Anderson would be in the Hall of Fame. Shouldn't we tell an entire story? Why can't? Why do we have to, you know, because if you take people out of the Hall of Fame based on flaws, nobody's in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Right. That's what do you uh, think. Yeah, do you uh, think steroids, do you, do you think, yeah, the, the smart one, do you think that uh, steroids should keep someone out of the Hall of Fame in baseball? Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, definitely. Wow, interesting. Wow. Why is that? Um, uh, because interesting. they're not, they're not. Not playing by the rules? Yeah, they're not playing by the rules. Okay. They're not themselves. Right, so I have a little bit of a slightly different... I think I mostly agree with my dad on this, but uh, it's the the I, th- I think you are inst- yo-yo dad, yes-yes dad. I agree with you on this one. Thank you. Um, and the reason is is because I think that... Okay, I do not think Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosa should be in... Um, I mean, you agree with Sammy Sosa, but Mark McGuire, once again, also, like, wasn't good until the steroids, and he was very clearly, like, it was a huge, fast difference. I totally agree. Barry Bonds was so different. Okay, he was incredible with the Pirates. He wasn't the same player. He wasn't going to set the home run record for baseball. Okay, and I can can give that, but he was a very good player. He went to the World Series. Uh, Great player. 
Yeah, he he was great. Like 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 I think Hall of Fame level, honestly. Dude, he and got, he got walked with the bases loaded one time. Yeah, of course. That, well, that was I I think while he was on steroids. But yeah, and then when he became uh when he, when he started using steroids, it he was still very good. He became a different player, but he's been good his whole career, and that's very clear. Okay, it just rhymed. I'm true. You know what I mean? So it's it's I the, the Barry Bonds 100. percent Roger Clemens. I mean, this is ridiculous. Roger. Clemens is one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Yeah, right. Yeah, like he was. If I, and I will say this, my my bar is if you had retired before you took take steroids, would you be in Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds? We wouldn't even be here talking about it because they would obviously be in. But and and they took steroids and did great things. And I still also I don't think we should erase the steroid years either. I don't think we should erase the Barry Bonds, you know, years because I still think he had to do stuff. It's not like you just automatically. If I took steroids right now, I wouldn't hit seven hundred fifty six home runs. But I do think that if you just take out the non steroid, uh, take out the steroid errors they're still in the hall of fame so they should definitely be in but not the people who were carried by their careers and then a rod i think a rod was the least affected i mean uh, with some of the home runs maybe but i think he just used it to prolong his career and help with injuries uh and so that, that's my take on that huge too yeah I mean, you can't keep people like that out just tell the whole story in cooperstown but are you kidding me his numbers are huge yeah don't you can't tell the story of great major league baseball players without including a rod <laughs> and barry bonds and roger clemens period yeah and All then right, like you can even put them in with an same asterisk to- same topic but different should pete rose be in the hall of fame and yes. will he get into the hall of fame yes and no um, I think I well I think um, what's his uh, Joe Shoeless Joe? I think Shoeless Joe should be in. And the thing about Shoeless Joe is he was going to be in until the Pete Rose situation happened uh, because it was such a bad you know. But here's the thing: Major League Baseball in, endorses gambling now, basically, and it's just it's so sad to see Pete Rose. You know, I remember watching a, a documentary of Pete Rose, and he got a call while he was doing the interviewing. And he raced to his phone, and he says he checks his he races to his phone every time just in case it's that call for Major League Baseball to let him in. I mean, the guy had 4,000 hits, okay? He was an uh, incredible uh, player and manager. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, you, can, you can't not let him in. This, like, I understand, you know, you're talking about tiebreakers. Like, you, like, if a guy's on the fence and then something like that happens, okay, I get it. But I mean, he's one of the greatest people in baseball ever. You have to let him in. And what he did wasn't even that egregious, okay? Like, let's be honest. I think you should be in. I mean, again, are you literally kidding me right now? There are people in the Hall of Fame who are racist, who are anti Cobb. No. There's many of them. Yeah. Who are anti-Semitic. There are many people in the Hall of Fame that have been horrible people. I actually don't think Pete Rose is a horrible person. But he has refused to bend over to Major League Baseball, and that's why they want him out. And again, this is another big mistake. Pete Rose, of course he should be in the Hall of Fame. Of course he should. It's not a good question. Yeah, definitely. So, that's... uh. That's the uh, that's the podcast. Um, that's the sports house fashion. We got uh, we got a uh, we got some great topics today. We covered some oh, stuff. Oh, 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 o